Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning and welcome. My name is Lance Marshall. I'm honored to serve the First United Methodist Church of Fort Worth as a senior pastor. Whether you've been here a hundred times before or this is your very first time, welcome. I'm so glad that you joined us today for worship. If you're here at Fifth Street or anywhere online uh, with our online campus, glad that you're here as well. As well to the folks who are catching up later on on YouTube, podcasts as well. We have a huge community that worships that way. I'm so glad that you're joining this morning. Just a few quick words of announcement. If you haven't already, please take a look at the end of each one of your pews. There's an attendance form there. Whether you're a visitor or a guest, would you please let us know that you joined us today. We are so thankful to have you uh, here at our church this morning. Please let us know. We would love to welcome you and extend our gratitude. If you haven't already, please know that there are refreshments in the main hallway outside of Wesley Hall. Wesley Hall still has a few weeks of floor repair left, so we're going to continue to have coffee and refreshments out there before and after services. Please make sure to take advantage of them. A few quick announcements before we get going. I shared with you guys last week that we have something very special taking place on the last Sunday of February, February 26th. We have the Cowtown Marathon taking place in our neighborhood. So there's two important announcements I want to share in regards to that. One, of course, we're going to have all of our regular programming here at the church. But one of the things that happens during the marathon is depending on the hours that you come to church, your normal route may not be available. So I want to invite you to take out your cell phone and send a text message to the number 55498. If you text FUMC to 55498, that just signs you up for our communications text list. And one of the things that we'll do is text you uh, right before the, the, you come to church that day to make sure you know the best route and that you're reminded you don't accidentally get stuck in traffic. So again, the letters FUMC, I'm going to clue you into the secret that stands for First United Methodist Church. Thomas likes that. Dan likes that. Um, to 55498, we'll make sure that you don't get stuck in traffic. And second, one of the real values that we have and a vision that I have for the future as the church is that no party can happen in downtown Fort Worth without our church being a part of it, to bless it, to support it, to make it even more special, expecting nothing in return. That's a way that we can do evangelism and share God's grace with our community. And so our church has signed up to support the water fill station for the runners at 5th Street in Houston. We need 30 volunteers from our church to take one of the shifts that Sunday morning and we're going to be passing out water to the runners, blessing them, cheering for them, telling them how much we love them and we're excited for them. And if that sounds like fun to you, it's because it is. And we would love to have you be a part of blessing the runners and representing our church and Christ doing in that way. So Fifth Street in Houston on Sunday morning, the February 26th, Immediately following the service at that maroon sign right over there is going to be a group of volunteers who would love to get your name and your information if you want to sign up for one of those shifts. Speaking of opportunities to bless people and serve them and help them, the fourth Sunday of every month, which is today, is a, neighbor, is a Healthy Homes grocery delivery program. We partner with our First Street Methodist Mission, and we serve people in their homes. These might be people who are vulnerable or people who have experienced homelessness in the past and are now housed but still need help with nutrition support, and volunteering for that ministry means that after church is over, you go over to the First Street Methodist Mission, you pick up groceries, and you drive them to someone's home. You say hello, God bless you, wanted to make sure you had this support and that you knew that the church loves you uh, and is there for you. Because one of the things that happens sometimes in the life of people who used to be experiencing homelessness and are now housed, they've lost some connection and some community they may have had before. And one of the things that we can do to make sure that they stay housed and stay healthy and stay happy is 
be a place of just encouragement and support and contact. So if that sounds like a way you'd love to give back, if you would again reach out over to our people who are at the on-ramp after the services, they would love to get your information. And for those of you who are already signed up, today's the day. So right after the service, uh, they would love to see you down at First Street Methodist Mission. All right, that was a lot of listening. Let's do some stretching. Stand up, if you would please, and join me in the call to worship that is printed on the screen. I'm going to read the part that says one. You're going to read the part that says all. No matter how far we wander from you, O oh God, your steadfast love finds us. No matter how unjust the world seems to us, O oh God, your steadfast righteousness sustains us. No matter how vulnerable our lives seem to us, O oh God, your steadfast presence gives us hope. No matter how unloved and uncared for we feel, O oh God, you hear our cries and answer our prayers. Thanks be to God. Amen. And Clint, I'm so sorry. I forgot to explain why I'm doing the announcement. Y'all, we have a new preacher who joined our staff in November. His name is Pastor Samuel Macias. Pastor Samuel is going to be preaching for the first time here at our church this Sunday morning. He has a long ministry serving churches in Mexico and here in Fort Worth. I'm so thankful that he's going to be here preaching. Would y'all just go ahead and warm up the room for Pastor Samuel in advance of him joining us this morning? Samuel, thank you so much. What this allows me to do also is because he's going to be preaching at 9.30. I'm about to boogie upstairs to room 350 because we have 60 people who have registered for Pastries with the Pastors, which is an opportunity to learn more about joining this church. A number of people are getting baptized this morning. They're all coming to answer the call of Christ in their lives to be a part of discipleship in this church. A round of applause for them and supporting them in that ministry. So excited for them. So Pastor Samuel, don't let the Holy Spirit do anything at 9.30 that it doesn't also do at 11 when I'm able to be a part of it. God bless you all. Thank you that you're here. Clint, I'm out of here. I was going to let you introduce the first song. You don't want to do that too? No. no. Okay, great. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to see you. Good to see you all. So glad you're here and worship with us uh, as well as online. So glad you're joining us. My name is Clint Church. I'm one of the worship leaders here at The Gathering along with The Gathering Band. Uh, and we're going to sing a song about the Holy Spirit. So as Lance said, we're the Holy Spirit works in, in the same way, whether it's the 11 o'clock service, 930 service, all that. This song is called Holy Spirit Come. Let's sing together. Here we go. We're on the edge of a new 
search the world but it couldn't fill me man's empty praise treasures of faith are never enough then you came along and put me back together and every desire now satisfied here in your love we sing there's nothing oh there's nothing
please be seated. Good morning. I'm Reverend Phyllis Barron, one of the pastors here, and I'm so glad to be with you today as we worship. As we just said about the Holy Spirit coming, and there's nothing better than that. And so now we come into a special time of prayer where we just stop for a minute. You probably rushed to get here, especially your parents or small children. You were getting them ready this morning, and sometimes it's not easy to get here. And I recognize that. So I want us just to breathe. Take a second. Let that Holy Spirit just wash over you and let our hearts and minds be ready to uh, pray from our souls, not just our minds, but from our souls. So throughout the prayer, we're going to be saying things, and several times I will say, Lord, in your mercy, and your responses, hear our prayers. So I invite us now to go to our Lord in prayer. Holy God, your grace is awe-inspiring, and every day I see more and more how wonderful your salvation is to me, Lord. Mold me into your image. Change my heart. Conquer my mind. Fill my soul. Control my hands and my lips. I do not want to abuse the grace that you have freely given me. Guide me to use my freedom, not for sin, but for love and good deeds. I will never, ever forget how precious that grace is that you have given to me. Lord, in your mercy. Father God, the creator of all, your creation testifies about your power, grace, and love. New lives, new hopes, new opportunities, new dreams. For all this, O oh God, we give you thanks. Lord, in your mercy. Everything that you created, you made free. And over and over again, our freedom is used for the purpose of transgressions, for alienation from you, for violence, for hatred, for greed. And yet, when we were at our worst, you did not abandon us, but you joined us. You came alongside us as Jesus Christ to redeem us and to reconcile us, to restore us to relationships for you forever. For this, God, we give you thanks. Lord, in your mercy. Always and everywhere, O Holy Spirit, we will never walk alone. You come alongside us. You bring us into new experiences of God's grace and peace. For this constant presence of God in our lives, we give you thanks. Lord, in your mercy. I lift up today some of your children, Sherry, Shelby, Cheryl, Ernest. Lord, in your mercy. I invite you now to say those that are on your heart. Lord, in your mercy. As we have brought names of those near and dear to us at this time of worship, I ask your healing mercies and blessing. Help us to remember that we stand in need of those blessings as well. Help us to receive the blessings and use the gifts which you have been given to us to serve you in all that we say, think, and do. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. 
Now we move into a time that we give thanks to God for all the blessings we have. It's a time of offering that we can show just a little bit of what God has done for us. I know a lot of you give online, and some of you uh, give on credit cards and all types of things. But So if you do, there's a card in your pew that you can take and you can put in the basket. But, you know, I want you to realize what Lance said earlier. There's 60 people today looking to join our church, to make this their home, to make this with questions. That's because you were here worshiping and giving and serving God. And because of that, it makes all those things possible. So I want to thank you for that. So I invite our ushers to come on down and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious and loving God, I thank you so much for the faithful that are here those that give from the very midst of their souls. I ask you to take our gifts so we just go and bless others so they can share in this beautiful relationship that we have with you. In Christ's holy name we pray, amen.
Good morning. I'm Allison Alvarado, and I'm the executive director here at the church. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, updated edition, and I invite you to read along in your own Bible or one of the Pew Bibles in front of you. It's on page 3 of the New Testament in the Pew Bible. Hear these words. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came to him and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory, and he said to him, All these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. God speaks to us through the reading of scripture. Thanks be to God. Buenos días a todos. Estoy muy contento de estar aquí con todos ustedes. Ok, este, Austin, por favor, hay un problema con mi aparato. I think, yeah, ok, it's fine. I, yes, ok, I think it's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they do that on me. So, guys from, but I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to see you. I'm so glad to see you with your family, with your friends, and thank you for being here with us. And I'm so happy to be here this morning, and I'm so glad that I can have the opportunity to share the word to you. And so I ask you just one thing that you can do for me. Open your heart. Open your mind. Be ready because our Lord is up to something in your life. So please join me in this adventure of life, experience, especially that comes from God. Okay, I was speaking with Lance, and he gave me this idea about to tell you a little bit of me, like, a, like a, some context. So I, I just want to share briefly who I am. I am Samuel Macias. I come from Mexico. I just came to Fort Worth since 2014 uh, with my family, Sofia, Sabi, Samantha, I will introduce you in a moment, but I come from a, fam a well-positioned family from Mexico. We are, we were 13, including mom and dad, mama and papa. Uh, I don't know if we have a picture of my family, so you can have an idea. Uh, if you see the picture, I'm kind of over there. I'm a, that skinny guy that is kind of in his 14, 13 years over there at the 
I think, can you see me? You, you know who I am, okay? Well, that's my family. We were 13, well we were a well-positioned family in Mexico. And by well-positioned family, I, what I mean is that we were 13 people living in a house with three bedrooms. So the first bedroom was moms and dad, mom and dad. And the second bedroom was for my sisters, four in two beds. And the last room was the, the boys' bedroom, which we were seven guys sleeping in three beds. So you got three guys sleeping in one bed and two and two and two other beds. That's the main reason we were a well-positioned family in Mexico. So that's what I mean. So that's who I am. And soon enough, I will share more about my family, all the experience that we have and we share. But I also, I'm, I'm aware of everything that we experience. And later on, I will, I will, I will other time, I will share about the Macias tribe. But oh gosh, you get to have great experiences with the family. And I remember, I remember uh, one of my daughters when she was a baby. Oh, by the way, I also have a, uh, if you haven't met my family, I have another picture so you can uh, see my family over there. It's Sabi, Sophia, Sabi, and Samantha. If, if they're over there, but they're seated right there at the second, third pube. So say hola for everyone. And yes, that's, I'm a proud daddy. So, yeah. But I was sharing with you. Uh, I had this experience with one of my daughters. It is something that I always share, and I feel proud about that. Uh, one of my daughters, she was learning to walk. She was giving her first steps. And, and you know how babies are when they, uh, they just walking the first steps. They, are, they feel just strong and proud about walking and everything. The only thing that I saw with, with my little girl when she was starting to walk, is when she saw the stairs, she just walking like this and the thing, she was so scared about stairs that she needed to, to turn her back and go like this and then crawling back. Every time she was so scared about the stairs that she needed to do that, turn her back and then crawl and it, it was kind of an experience, but every time that I was walking with her and I took her hand, she felt strong. She felt like, I can get those stairs. And she was walking like an adult, like that. Do understand, when she was grabbing my hand, she was walking just like that, so proud about her walking down and walking up the stairs. She feels so safe, strong that she can, and who's the boss, stairs? There you go. I really felt like, oh gosh, my, my girl, she feels strong and, and secure and safe when I took her hand. She never walked like a, no, she was, look at the stairs and she just confront the stairs that there's no fear for her walking down and walking up the stairs. I really remember that, and I really treasured those moments with one of my girls. And also, I have a lot of experience with my, and as I know that also you have a lot of experiences with that. But enough of me. 
enough of my family. I'm here to share the good news of Christ. And there's something so great about this story, about the temptations of Christ and, and the holy humility of Christ that I want to share with you. Because last week, uh, something that stuck in my mind, it was that when Jesus was baptized, the Father, God, make this declaration. This is my son. And I wanted to take it from there because it's God the Father that is speaking to everyone and introducing Jesus as his son. You have to have that in mind. This is my son. So now we go to this part of the scripture that uh, Allison read to us. Is the temptations of Christ. And the story tells us that the devil comes, the evil incarnate comes, and has three offers to Jesus, three temptations to Jesus. The first offers that he has is Jesus, you, we, you and me, we have to understand that Jesus is not in, in, in a good physical shape. He's hungry, he's tired, but we must understand that the devil says, with the first offer, he said these words, if you are the Son of God. Remember the declaration before this? 40, 40 days before this? This is my Son. And now the devil comes and said, if you are the Son of God. And then he goes by, Stones, these stones, let them become bread. But when you read the story, you know that Jesus is not denying that he can't transform the stones. He's not denying that. No, I can't. He's not doing that. But Jesus answered to the devil. One does not live by bread alone but from words that comes from God's mouth. That's his answer. He's not telling him, no, I can't transform those breads, those stones in bread. But I don't have to prove you anything. I know who I am. That's what Jesus is intending to say to the devil. I know who I am. I don't have to prove you anything. So then the devil comes again and makes another offer, the second temptation. And how he starts again? If you are the son of God. Remember what he, the title that God gave him? You, he, this is my son. And the devil comes and says again, if you are the son of God, and he says, Throw yourself. And this is interesting because now the devil comes and says and, and cites and, and, and he refers to the scripture, the Psalm 91. He knows the word. He'll send his angels to save you from dying. He's referring to Psalm 91. So the devil, and you must understand, the devil knows the Bible. 
the devil knows the word of God. So throw yourself so nothing wrong will happen. God will send his angels to save you from dying. But then Jesus answers again in a way. I'm paraphrasing the Bible. Don't put the Lord your God to test. I don't have to prove you anything to you. I know who I am and I know who my father is. That is very interesting. So the devils understand, the devil understand that Jesus knows who he is. There's no doubt about it. Therefore, the devil comes with a third offer. At the top height, he showed he, he show him kingdoms and their glory. I give you all this. Recognize that I gave you all this. This could, this could be yours. But you must recognize that I gave you all this. But then Jesus answers, go away. Not to you. All the glory to God. To him I serve. And then the scripture tells us, the, the, God, the devil left Jesus. That is interesting. The devil is always trying to twist the truth. Always. He wants to make us feel or understand that God has distance or forgotten about us. He's always trying to do that. I can do this for you. If you're a Christian, you think that those things will happen to you or the things that you are experiencing, always the devil is trying to twist the truth. That's what he was trying to do with Jesus, twisting the truth. But look at you. I see you, in, and I, I see a lot of things going on in your life. I know that you already accomplished great things as an individual, as a mom, as a dad, as a grandfather, as a Christian, as a person, in different ways. I know. But the Lord has blessed you, and believe me, he has even more for you. To God be the glory. But I just want to tell you this. I, that I must understand who I am. And I want to tell you that I am Samuel. I am a child of a God. He goes with me wherever I go. No matter what. You know why? Because he promised. He promised me that. And I can remember on Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, he promised to never leave me nor forsake me. So that means that he will go with me wherever I go till the end of days. That makes me feel, those words make me feel safe. 
And I can see the stairs that I will not be afraid of those stairs. I will, f I will face temptation. I will face anything. And I know no matter, even if I fail, I fall, and I do wrong, I know even if I go through that, and even if I go through that, or I'm, I'm dying, I'm suffering, and I'm in pain, I know that God is with me. He promised me that. Even if I feel that I failed, and I fail my family, the ones that I love, even I feel bad about that, one thing is for sure. God made a promise to me. God made a promise to you to never leave you, to be with you. He declared that so you can understand that. He's with you. You are his child. But also, I know about his mercy, his grace. He's my friend. He doesn't let me down. He will never let you down. Isn't that true? Know this. Jesus is with you. You are part of his family. No matter what others say, even if the devil himself, himself says so, and he wants to prove otherwise, you are his child. You are his. God is close to you more than ever, and he wants you to know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He loves you so much, and one day he will come for you, and that day will be a glorious day. Jesus loves you, and he is here by your side. We are his children. And I don't know what are your struggles. I don't know what you are experiencing today. But I think, and I, one thing that I'm sure, that God is with you. And he has even more to give you. Please bow your head with me. And let's have a moment of prayer. Father God, thank you for reminding me that I am your child. I have received that title from you when I received Jesus as my Savior. Help me feel your presence even in difficult times. May your Holy Spirit give me the strength to go through this world knowing that you are with me. Thank you for all that you have given me, and still you have so much more. Don't let me forget these times of struggle. And together, your family, we pray, Lord, these words that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. This I know. And from our Lord Jesus to serve communion and to participate in communion each time we get together. This ritual that happens here in the gathering every single Sunday started on the night when Jesus was preparing to give his life for the people that he loved the most. He was at the dinner with his disciples. And during that, that dinner, as was a custom, he took a loaf of bread. He took this bread, he blessed it, he thanked God for it. Then he broke it, as was the custom. And as he was getting ready to pass it on to his disciples, he said something that they did not expect to hear. He told them, this is my body broken for you. In the end of that dinner, he took the cup, he thanked God for it, he blessed it, and then he said, this cup is the cup of the new covenant of my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Drink of it each time you get together in remembrance of me. And this is why every single time when we are together, we participate in the Holy Communion. I will ask right now people who will be serving communion to come forward and prepare uh, at their stations. This is not a First United Methodist Church table. This is not a Methodist table. This is Christ's table, and Christ invites every single one of you to come and receive communion. As you come forward, and as you prepare yourself to receive the elements, keep your hands open, keep your heart open to receive the grace and the love of Christ. Uh, when you come to the stations, we will have stations right here at the front of the sanctuary. We will have also a station up in the balcony. As you come forward, as you receive the bread, as you receive the cup with the grape juice, because we do not want anyone to choose between their sobriety and participating in the, in the communion. As you receive those elements, you thank God for it. And then as you exit out uh, down the aisles, on each side of there, behind the columns, there are receptacles where you can dispose of the cups. Every single station has a gluten-free option. If that is what you choose, please let your servant know. And uh, if you are not able to come forward, just raise your hand. One of our ushers will communicate with us, and we will come and we will serve communion right where you are. The table is set. The elements are ready. Come and be fed.
when you need to let go I can be a mountain when you're feeling valley low I can be a street light showing you the way home if you can hold my hand when you need to let go
What a beautiful time it was today for us to worship together, sing together, and to praise God. And now as we come to the close of our service, we have two things that we always offer at the end. One's called our on-ramp. Those are people that are new to our church, trying to figure out maybe where their place is and what we have to offer. And that right now is over here, Elaine standing there. It, she's going to be there to answer all those questions for us until our Wesley Hall gets complete. That's where it's going to be. And if this is your first time to be here, know there's a gift for you, for your children and for the adults. So please stop by and gather some information there. And also over here, we have Julie is standing by our congregational care flag. And that is for, so you know you never walk alone. 
when you have anything going on in your life, times that you just need someone to sit down and pray with you or talk with you, there's always going to be someone there for you. So know that's just part of our DNA of our church, that you're never alone. You're a child of God, and He's always with you. So before we leave, can we stand for a moment to do receive the benediction? May the strength of God sustain us. May the power of God preserve us. May the hands of God protect us. May the way of God direct us. May the love of God go with us this day and night and forever. Amen. <laughs>